Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. A bunch of badasses, if you know what I mean, they're coming out of the sky, out of the sea, and on land, gonna take it to the enemy. Lock it low, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the UDT. Hey folks, welcome back. Welcome to the Mark Divine Unbeatable Mind podcast. This is Mark Divine. Uh, and I want you, before we get started with our super cool guest today, I want to invite you to take a look at my new book and to uh, read the first chapter. New book's called Kokoro Yoga. It's out April 12th. So this is a little early, but um, it's on for, uh, just came out for pre-sale. And this is the uh, yoga program I've been teaching to SEAL and spe- Special Ops guys, um, candidates for years, so since 2007. Um, and originally called Warrior Yoga. So the um, we still use warrioryoga.com. Go to warrioryoga.com, and you can get the first chapter of the book. You can read how I kind of started the whole thing in Baghdad in 2004 uh, using, um, you know, kind of a hybrid integrated yoga program to keep me sane while I was over there. And also uh, there's a um, like an hour-long video for recovery which um, I recently recorded here at Sealfit Headquarters. All right, so go to warrioryoga.com. Enough of that self-promotion. How's that? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I am super stoked to have uh, teammate and world-class athlete Josh Bridges here today. Josh, how you doing, buddy? Good, good, Mark. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate it. I know you got a lot going on. You probably got another five training sessions to do today or something like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's, an, today's an active recovery day because okay. the open workout's coming out, so I'm oh, good. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow. Are you, do you, yeah. um, are you gonna, are you gonna hit it up tomorrow or do you kind of wait for the weekend? Uh, no, I typically do it. Uh, so they announce it tonight at five o'clock and, right. and I typically do it on, on Friday morning, um, around 10 o'clock. Got so, it. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me give the folks who may not be 100% familiar a little bit of background, and then uh, we'll just have a good good old chat about um, things that are interesting to both of us. But you you um, have been a, a CrossFit Games athlete now for several years. You placed in the top 10 three different times, and I believe you came in second, right, in 2011? Yes. So you were the second fittest man in the world in 2011, <laughs> according to CrossFit anyways. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And uh, you're, you're cranking in, in the Open, I see. You're ranked third right now for the Open, yep. which um, you know, really doesn't mean much because ultimately you just, you know, you're going to end up at the games and you're going to have to do it all over again, right? <laughs> exactly. Just a, just a qualifier, just a stepping stone yeah. for sure. And uh, yeah. I've met you just once when you came up to Seal Fit. I think we were doing a photo shoot and doing some yeah. training. Yeah. So, hey, by the way, you're welcome here anytime. So yeah, when you find yourself it. in North County, come on by and grab a workout or something. Sounds awesome. And uh, you were in the Seal teams. Uh, so I, I think most um, most people know that in the CrossFit world, but I think it'd be kind of cool to 
maybe start there. Like, let's talk about, before we talk about the games and all that, um, let's talk about the SEALs and like yeah. what led you into the SEAL teams and how, how did that come about? It's always really fascinating to me, like how someone ended up there, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if I'd say it's a fascinating story, but um, it's, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make it fascinating. Right, yeah. I um, went to college for a year, wrestled in college, had a, had a full ride wrestling scholarship and for some reason, after the first year, I decided it wasn't for me. Left college and then started doing, uh, uh, just kind of ventured into the business world. Mm-hmm. Um, did a uh, did a, did a couple of years at like a call center, which was an absolute oh, horrible, man. horrible job. Horrible, horrible job. <laughs> I can't even imagine you. Doing no, it was that. it was painful. And then uh, would, you, never, would you take calls like in handstands or something like that just to keep it spicy? It was. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Back then, you know, I coach was right when I got out of. Out of I done with college. I, I kind of like I'm not, I'm like I'm not doing fitness right now. Like I didn't I didn't work out. I, I basically like took like two years off and I I kind of got kind of chubby. So <laughs> <laughs> was, that's awesome. Um, I think I think after like, like a couple people told me, hey man, you're kind of getting fat. Was like when I finally got back in the gym. So right. um, well, where did you grow yeah, up? So, where, where did you grow up and where did you go to college? Just give me a geo geolocator. Yeah, I went to uh, I grew up in like uh, the St. Louis area, a little bit outside of St. Louis, St. Charles, Missouri. Okay. Went to college at uh, Lindenwood University, which is in St. Charles. It's a uh, NAIA college there. They're they're really well known for wrestling, right. which is just below D three. So, okay. uh, I think I think they've actually they've done so well that they bumped up to D two recently. Okay, but um, yeah. So that's where I went to college, and then uh, started working out, started doing the call center thing, and yeah, just just uh, hating hate my life for a couple of years, and then I. And then I started doing mortgages, so I was a loan officer mm. for three years. And uh, again, the same thing where I was just like, "Man, wow. I'm like, is this is this where I'm going to see myself? You know, in 30 years, like sitting <laughs> in one of these like it was just it wasn't it wasn't going well. And so I was like, ah, I got to figure something out. And then I met a buddy at my I want to say it was the second year I was doing mortgages. My buddy was like, um, "Hey, man, you you ever heard of CrossFit?" And I was like, "No." And I uh, told him about CrossFit, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah. And then um, I think like he's like, "You want to give it a shot?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll give it a shot." And I fell in love with it immediately. Mm. And that that was in 2005, actually, so January 2005. No kidding. Okay. And uh, and then he was like, "This is what SEALs are doing." And I'm like, "Tell you the truth, growing up in the Midwest in St. Louis, you don't really know, you don't hear too much about Navy SEALs, especially back in 2005. You know, Navy right. SEALs weren't as a well-known name as they are, I guess now." in the in the world mm-hmm. and so uh or on, on tv and media and everything like that so mm-hmm. you know you heard about army rangers and uh marines and green berets and stuff like that but like in the midwest you know we don't have oceans so right. seal, seals you don't really you don't really hear too much about them right. so anyway so he's like this is what navy seals do and i'm like okay let me check this out and i started i started he's like and he's like and i'm gonna go be a navy seal and i was like okay that's really cool mm-hmm. um and so uh so the, the same guy who got me into crossfit also got me turned on to the seals and Looked into them and literally, I think it took me about three months after doing reading a couple books. I think I read the the Dick Couch book. Right. Um, I can't remember the name of the book. But Warrior Elite. I'm, probably yeah, Warrior Elite or like yeah. the one that going through buds. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. Yes. Read that book and I was like, okay. I was like, this you know toughest toughest military program out there. I'm like, let me let me give it a shot. Right. right. Why not? And so uh, I think I waited. Well, I waited until March of 2007. So. I basically trained for about a year and a half for like to go in and I prep myself. Okay. Um, and then, 
yeah so then i, I joined um that that's basically how i got there it was so, it was crazy so did this uh friend of yours ever go into the navy or did he no he did he did, he did? we we we, we okay. ended up going together we went we went to buds together uh we were in the same class and uh he didn't make it. Um, he only made it, made it a couple days, and he decided it wasn't for him. Okay. Um, and then he ended up going to EOD. So he, I think he did. I think he's, he might still be in EOD. I don't tell you the truth. I, I didn't really keep in touch with him too much after he got out. It was right. just tough, you know. We just, sure. I didn't know, I didn't know where he was going. And then, um, so, so yeah. what what buds class were you in? I was in two six six. Two sixty six. Okay. Yeah. And t- tell me about what was Bud's like for you. I mean, so going in with a background in CrossFit and being pretty durable as a wrestler, I mean, physically, you must have been fairly up for the task, I imagine. Yeah, yeah Bud's, was, Bud's was a great time. You know, I think, you know, any SEAL will tell you. I mean, obviously, um, it's just it's just a kick in the nuts and kind of like how, how, how hard can you take it, you know, at right. least for, for most of the part of it. Right. And, um, and so uh, I had fun. You know, I, I, physically, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like the – the craziest hardest thing i've ever done physically mm-hmm. um you know the mental grind of it obviously gets you and then and then everyone i, th- I feel like every single person has their their vice for mm-hmm. buds right mm-hmm. everyone has their one thing like oh it's the runs or it's mm-hmm. the swims or it's uh the cold water or mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever it is everyone has their thing that they you know they're 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 not so great at and for me it was it was more of like you know the cold water stuff so mm-hmm. i would just <laughs> i'd always find the two biggest guys and be like hey Hold me. (laughs) (laughs) Nuts to butts. Right. right. So, yeah. So, um, (laughs) other than that, you know, I I had a good time with Buds. I, you know, I got, I made it through, you know, I was only in one class. That was kind of cool. I always tell people I didn't really like Buds. So, I I tried to be there as short as possible. (laughs) I I was in that same boat. I I mean, I kind of, I had fun, but I didn't want to do it any longer than necessary. So, yeah, right. One and done was the way to go for sure. Yeah. So, I was, okay. I was stuck with that. And then you went obviously to a SEAL team. Where did you go after Buds? Yeah, SCT. I ended up going to uh, SEAL Team Three. Um, okay. nice. I immediately deployed uh, in 2008. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I, you know, I was actually underneath Chris Kyle was sure. the first platoon I met I met over there, and right. uh, you know that was an interesting two months. You know, you're mm-hmm. dealing with team guys who've been getting after it for uh, for five months, mm-hmm. and now they're all ending the deployment. And that that was kind of when Iraq had kind of flipped i guess right. you could say to where it wasn't really uh there wasn't a lot going on yet mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have you know you have 20 team guys who'd been there you know over overseas kind of like <laughs> a little pumped up and then all of a sudden everything slowed down a lot so it got, it got to be pretty interesting and then you got these like three four new new guys brand new guys straight out of sqt coming over there so i had a, so did you you, a, you went over to augment the platoon uh, because they had guys rotate out or get injured is that what happened or? No, I, I don't even. I, you know, to tell you, I don't know why they uh, they put us over there. Um, I don't know if it was for bodies or if it was it was for experience for us, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was it was nice. It was it was cool that we got to do that right immediately following you know graduation. Right. Like, I, like I'm saying, like we graduated SQT and then we went into the team on Monday and they were like, "All right, you're leaving in two weeks." <laughs> like, <laughs> That's awesome. I got it. Okay, all, check. All right. right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, that was that was actually pretty cool, and you know, being under Chris, which what a phenomenal guy, yeah, you right. know, he was, and so um, that was a really cool experience that I gained, and I got to learn from the, a lot of those guys over there. So yeah, yeah. it was awesome. And then did you deploy any other times to? Uh, yeah, the combat yeah, zone? I had two, I had two more deployments, uh-huh. uh, another one to Iraq, and one more to Afghanistan. Okay. Um, the last one was cut a little short due to an injury. I that was when I dislocated my knee in 2012. Right. Uh, so I was only I was only over there for like four months. So. 
it was supposed to be like a, I think it was, that's that's the year you weren't able to compete in the games because yeah you were, yeah exactly okay. yes so so how how did you find the time to compete you know I I I did the open in the masters and it like it was all consuming you know what I mean it's like freaking two three workouts a day and all the skills you need to develop and also it just you know consumes a lot of energy like emotional oh. energy how did you find the time to do that while you were uh, focused as a warrior, you know, as a, uh, on the pointy edge of this. Yeah, sport. it was, it was crazy. I, I tell you the truth. I look back on it and I, it kind of blows my mind that I did it. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I got, yeah, like, especially in 2011 where I, uh, you know, I took second. I was like, man, how, how in the world did I do that? I don't like, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, I would, so we were in the middle of a workup, right? We're, uh, we're in ULT right. and I, and I'm, <laughs> and I asked my, and I kind of look at the dates of the open, the regionals and, uh, the games. And I was like, I was like, man, mm-hmm. it kind of lines up to where uh, I don't really need much time off from training. Like literally, I, I mm-hmm. believe I only missed like – I think I missed um, a few days of mobility and then a mm-hmm. week of uh, DBSS or something like that. Like I, I didn't miss yeah, yeah. a lot. Uh, and was your command was, – was team three all behind this or was this still kept at a kind of like the task unit level? It, yeah, it was definitely kept at uh, almost a – uh, it might have been the task unit. I, I really only spoke to my chief about it. I'm sure he probably went and spoke to the task, uh, the task, the CEO, yeah, uh, task yeah. unit commander. And um, but uh, you know, and I, I remember asking my chief, and I was like, "Hey, what do you what do you think about this?" I'm like, do you, I'm like, um, are you okay with this? Would you would you be cool with this if I don't have to miss too much work? Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, and it was funny because he didn't really. Obviously, it was like right at the beginning. He just gotten into to the to the platoon, and this was my um, so that was my second platoon. Uh, mm-hmm. And he and he was like. He's like, what? What's your Fran time? Or he goes, he goes <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, what's your? Do you think you can win it? I go, I wouldn't be asking you if I didn't think I could win it. Right. And uh, he's like, he's like, well, what's your Fran time? And I and I was like, well, my best time is two o two. He's like, okay, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, so it was kind of funny. And uh, but um, so yeah, it, it lined up really well, and I didn't have to miss a lot of work. And right. uh, and I, but I remember, like, gosh, we would be doing IADs, you know, out uh-huh. in land warfare at like 120 degrees. I'd, I'd literally come in, drop my, drop my pack, and be so sweaty, and I'd go into the gym and work out. And I was like, <laughs> right. I mean, people would look at me like, what is what's wrong with you? And I was like, well, and, you know, kind of, I don't know if I was working out like crazy hard because I didn't really feel like I needed to because right. doing IADs is a workout, That's right? True. And so, but I, I kind of just had to touch on some skill stuff. So, yeah, you know, Keep I just your mind I just, in the game for sure, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, you had to, uh, you know, fine tune some right. some of those aspects of CrossFit. You can't just you can't just go out there and perform and based on athleticism. You know, you have to actually practice them. So right, that was right. a, that was really it. Do you ever wonder, you know, what whether you would have won if you had more of um, just more time to train and you weren't so burdened with the actual work of being a SEAL? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't. It's hard. To, it's hard to look back and. and and think about that, you know. Of course, yeah. all I can really do is look back and learn on, take what I, take what happened to me and learn from it, kind of thing. And I feel like if I can grow from that, then then it was a win, you know. Like, of yeah, would have been nice to win the games, of course. But you know, I, I feel like my experience is so much different than everyone else's. Like, right. you know, um, that that you know, I can still appreciate what I did and and how I did it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what? Um, so you're now out. You just got out in October. You mentioned, and um, what led to your decision to get out? Was it um, family, or was it you know to to focus on your athletics full time? Or yeah, I felt like it was. 
it was just a good time for me. Um, I'd gone to trade it for a few years, the training command, and mm-hmm. uh, I was there for a couple of years, two years, and it still wasn't optimal for training there. Right, and right. so, you know, and I still wanted to give back to this, to the, obviously the SEAL community that had given me so much and right. given me so many cool adventures and stories and life lessons. And mm-hmm. so, you, you know, you, so you go to train the training command and you, you know, you hope that you can just give back a little bit to the yeah, community. Absolutely. And, um, but it's still tough to train there. You know, you think you're going to have a lot more time because you're not in a platoon. But, man, like they're <laughs> going truth, a lot. Tell you the truth, when we're, when we're at like the I, I, you don't you don't realize it when you're inside of a platoon how hard the training the training cadre is working right. until you're on the other side and you're like, wow, like right. these guys worked hard, you know. Yeah. And so you, uh, it was crazy. Like we'd work 16 hour days, you know, for three weeks at a time. And right. So yeah. you're just like, all right. So it's still so I would still have these like five weeks of good training. Where, you know, because you're down basically five weeks where you don't have a class. And then when you go into a class for three weeks, you don't get the train really at all. So, right. or very minimal again. And so, um, so yeah, then I, I just, uh, I looked at it and, uh, you know, I thought about reenlisting one more time and, and, uh, maybe like trying to go to even like a, like a, like, um, the scout team or something like that mm-hmm. to where, where you pot, you'd have a, like, you'd, you know, you'd at least be home. Right. You know, most of the time, you'd have to go on a few trips here and there, but right. Um, the scout team was, for the listeners is the recruiting team. Yeah, yeah, sorry, so, yeah, no okay. <clears throat> And so um, I tried doing that. I thought about doing that, and then uh, you know, I just decided I was like, uh, I, I, you know, I think I'm just going to give it a go and, and step out and step out into an uncomfortable situation for me leaving, you mm-hmm. know, the SEAL teams and and um, just putting 100 percent into this if this is really what I wanted. And you know, it's been a it's been a goal for a while now, and mm-hmm. so. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna get a try to give it 110 percent and see, because then if I then I can't look back on it and say, you know what, you didn't do it because because mm-hmm. you, you don't have excuses now, right? Now right. now you put 110 percent into it, and you know whatever happens happens. So right. Um. And and plus again, I, yeah, I have I have two little boys, and so you know you know I'm kind of ready to be home and to watch them, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if I want to be gone, you know, on deployments again, and uh, you know, miss miss so much of their life. So right. Yeah. Did you consider the reserves at all? I have, and I, you know, and I still have. I've still thought about maybe going back and doing the reserves. Uh, just uh, at the moment, I'm kind of just staying focused just on focused. Uh, focusing on the CrossFit and, right. and winning the games. And so, um, and when that maybe at, maybe after the games this year or after the games next year, maybe something I could look back at. But right, for right now, I'm just gonna uh, just focus on this. Right. Well, good. So let's let's talk about CrossFit. So obviously, you know, you've been training since 2005. Gosh, it's now 2000, what, 16? Sometimes yeah. I forget. So that's, a, yeah, that's 11 right. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, I don't know there's, there's too many guys around been doing it that long. Not really. Left. Yeah. yeah, not really. Um, you've seen a lot of changes in CrossFit, obviously. Um, where, where do you think it's going, right? What, what do you think is happening with the, uh, you know, CrossFit as a, as a community and as a sport? Uh, you know, like where, where is it going to go from now? Or yeah. Where ha- yeah, um, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't really know. Like, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's so incredible where it's come from. Right. I mean, I remember looking at the CrossFit website and it wasn't even in every state, you know, there wasn't even a gym in every state. There was uh, in the, in, on the old CrossFit website, there was an affiliate page and had a little red or green diamond next to the state name and it had all 50 (laughs) states. And it, that would, that showed you which states had an affiliate in the, in the state. And I mean, gosh, I, when, in 2005, I don't even. I, I could. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have any exact numbers or anything like that. But it, it could have probably been, like fifty or so. I'm yeah, 
Yeah, there's probably yeah, there's probably like fifty. Yeah, maybe like twenty five states had an affiliate. I know Missouri, Missouri didn't. I right. had to get a, I had to get a, bar, a barbell, a bumper plates, and rings and a med ball. And I used to like work out in either my backyard or go to a park or a track right. or something. So, right. um, yeah, it was. Uh, so where it's so how far it's grown in those eleven years is just absolutely mind blowing. Like right. There's there's no other word to describe it because it's just incredible what it's what it's become and like mm-hmm. how big it's on. I mean, people people want to pay you now to to work out and wear their stuff. People, you know, they they show the games on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it's gonna go, I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I, obviously it's gonna keep getting bigger. It's gonna keep mm-hmm. growing, and I and I think CrossFit. And, Coach Glassman and, and Dave are gonna are gonna do, and Justin Berg and all those, you know, the, the head honchos over there are gonna, they're gonna figure it out and they're gonna lead it in the right direction. Yeah. That's all, you know, that's yeah. all I know. But yeah. uh, where it's gonna lead, man, I could, I couldn't, like when I started doing this in 05, too trained to go into the Navy, like I, I there's no way you could ever told me, yeah, they're gonna, people are gonna want to pay you to do this one day, and they're gonna put it on ESPN. <laughs> like you're crazy. That's what I would look at him and. I know. You're crazy. Like that guy's been drinking a lot right now. So, yeah, yeah. So I I don't really have any idea where it's gonna go, but I think all it's gonna do is expose what the human body's capable of, sure. even farther than what it already has. So. I agree. I mean, it's, that's one of the things that's been extraordinary for me is just to watch, you know, the games um, workouts. If you look at some of the workouts they did, you know, that Dave did back in his ranch in Aromas, <laughs> right. You know, right. It's that's hilarious. It's like really? Yeah. And and if you go back in the like the, the Wayback Machine on CrossFit and you look at some of the wads that, that Coach Glassman was posting back in two thousand six and seven and the loads that were RX, it's it's incredible how it's changed and how stronger oh. everyone is. Yeah, and the speed of it now. It's like yeah. now now you can't just have this engine and capacity. It's like right. you have to be really fast at it too. Like right. like you have to be really fast and be able to lift really lift heavy weights really fast and for a long time, you know, it's, yeah, for, exactly. it's, it's, it's really incredible what, what it's, what it's produced through the short period of time that it's been out there. Right. I remember, I think it was just three years ago that Dave started calling them races. Remember right. That? It used to yeah. be the old workout or a wad or whatever, but now it's a race. Right. And that exactly. really kind of characterized what, what cross has become at the, at the competition level. Yeah. It's, it really, it's like, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's grown from like little league to professional football, you know, where, where like you got, yeah, you have these little guys who are out there running, they're very slow and you know, they don't have that great a skill and, but they're, but they're still doing it. So when Mm -hmm. you go to like high school where you have, okay, you have a little bit more skill and a little bit more athleticism. So the game's picking up a little bit. Then it went to college, right? And I guess maybe I would say that's probably around like early games. You know, now you got college level athletes out there where they're mm-hmm. like, they're still really good, and but there's still some guys in there that aren't as good, as fast, as big, as strong. And now it's like at the professional level where everyone, yeah, right. you know, is, is running that four three forty, right? And benching right, exactly. two twenty five. You know, everyone's amazing now. So it's, yeah. So it's now just, it's down to the just re- totally refinement of technique and then the mental game. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. What about steroids? Do you think that's an issue in the community without diming anyone out or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think when you, I'm a, I'm a realist, you know, I think yeah. that, uh, I don't think that it's a problem. Do I think it could become a problem? Of course. And I think yeah. that anytime you put money on the line like this, it's going to, it's going to cause people to want to find that advantage to right. do it, right. you know? And I think that, uh, I think as right now they have a, a pretty good handle on it. You know, I think if do I they, had to get, do they oh, test by the way? Yeah, they do. That um, I think basically they can put anybody on the uh, like 
where you can get a phone call and they can come to your house in like like in eight hours, right? Kind of thing. Like I, I've been I've been on that list. Um, I think since it happened, which I think was I want to say it was three years ago. Right. Three years ago that they started doing the off-season drug testing. Right. Because you know before that it was basically if you went to regionals and you place at regionals like top five at regionals you got tested and I then ga- and then at games you got tested. I see. But now now they do, now they do the off-season and on and during the season any random drug testing, okay. which is great, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think they. Um, I think that's helped out a lot. Uh, do I think there's people that cheat? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna be naive and pretend like I don't know what's happening. I'm sure there. I'm sure there are people out there that are cheating. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, do I know of anybody? No. But yeah. uh, you know, if I had to guess, if I had to put all of my money on whether I think some people are and some people aren't, I'd say yes, probably. Mm-hmm. But do I think it's a big number? No. And do I think it's a lot of the games athletes? No. I really mm-hmm. don't. I I have always said, and I honestly believe this, that like if you have to take something to think. To make you think that you can to, to beat somebody, then you've already lost. Because right. I think that's that's the mental part of it. Where like I know that I don't need to take drugs to win the to win the games. Right. I know I don't mm-hmm. because I took second without doing it. And I think if I you know could have done a few things differently, I could have won the games that year. And I did it without mm-hmm. steroids. Right. So so I I believe that uh you know that that for me it it isn't really a big factor. And I and I try really hard not to think about it because. Mm-hmm. You know, it all it is is a distraction that you can't you can't do anything about it anyways. That's right. Yeah. Focus on your own thing. Right. Yoga is for warriors. Go to warrioryoga.com and pre-order a copy of my new book, Kokoro Yoga, due out April 12th. When you pre-order, you'll receive two free gifts, including the first chapter of the book and a one-hour recovery video. Prepare your body, mind, and spirit on your quest to self-mastery. Check out warrioryoga.com. Go there now. Hoo-yah. What are your biggest strengths when it comes to the sport of CrossFit? Uh, you know, I think it's my uh, my engine is, is pretty mm-hmm. big. You know, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a pretty good capacity just to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, you so, know, I think... I think volume, you know, my body can handle volume, which is, which is also a good thing for the games because the volume is always going to be high at the games. Right. Right. Um, and then I, you know, I, I feel like mentally, you know, for the most part, I, I can, I can stay strong and not, not worry about what's happening next or where this is going and, and getting all stressed out and emotionally mm-hmm. drained and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and I think that comes from, you know, growing up being, being a wrestler and, mm-hmm. and then going into the seals and, you know that kind of thing. That really helped mentally, and and sure. having a lot of gr- having a lot of great mentors. You know that just gave me a few pe- like little tit little tidbits here and there that you're just like, yeah, that makes right. so much sense, kind right. of thing. So, and what about your biggest weaknesses? You know, my my weaknesses are my strength is, my, is strength. You know, mm-hmm. anytime it comes down to a one rep max, um, mm, right, kind of kind of thing, it's it's never going to be my my wheelhouse because mm-hmm. typically in those type of sports there's weight classes right? right the biggest the biggest guys are going to lift the biggest weights mass moves mass kind of thing right. so right um all i have to do is just all i kind of try to do is i work i mean i work on my strength every day obviously it's something i have to but work your on. relative strength is incredible you know what i mean i mean i've yeah. seen you put some weight up and i'm like i can't even okay i can't go there right <laughs> it's yeah it's pretty I, significant and but. for me it's it's so it's that and that's like the most taxing thing that i do right it's like I have to I have to train so hard at the the strength aspect of it. I have to train every single day. If not, right. I would fall. I'd fall so far behind that I couldn't keep up. That makes sense. And so you know, so I have to I have to push so hard at that just to be mediocre at it. So I see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's and that's and that's just the nature of the of the beast, and it it is what it is. And every everyone has the weakness. Do you think the, the games are skewed toward 
the strength guys, you know, the, 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 the heavy ollie lifting guys. I mean, I think I, I remember seeing some statistics and how many Olympic lifts, you know, were in the, the wads in the games. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't you think know. it is. Um, I think Dave does a really good job at evening it out, yeah, you know, to where, where I think that the fittest guy on earth is it, the guy that went, the guy that's winning the games is the most well-rounded athlete out there. Right. And I really, I, I do believe that, you know, if you look at the guys, the guys who have won the last five years, <laughs> which is Rich Froning for four of them. And then mm-hmm. Ben Smith, right. you know, those, those guys, Rich is a phenomenal athlete. They're right. like his, his weaknesses are so far and few between. And, right. uh, you know, he is, a, he is a, is a phenomenal, he has an engine, he's strong, you know, and, and he's worked so hard on his, uh, his aerobic capacity, mm-hmm. which is running and swimming and stuff. And so impressive. Mm-hmm. And so, and then Ben, a guy like Ben, you know, like, He's just he's just a really well-rounded athlete, mm-hmm. and so uh, I don't I don't think it's skewed for the big guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Who do you think are your contenders? You know, if, if you're thinking who the guys are going to be in the top, th- you know, top three to five this year, you know, who are your it's, threats? It's hard to say. There's so many. There's so many good athletes out there. You know, it's yeah. hard to be like ah, this guy or this guy. But right. And every know, every year, someone comes out of the blue, doesn't it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you right. never. You never know if there's going to be some dude coming out of the woodwork that just has kind of been lingering around, and this is just his year, and everything right. everything panned out. He had no distractions, and he just right. got to train real hard. So, but I think you know you're going to see, and I, it uh. The, the, the same a lot of the same guys that are always up there in the top 10 I mean those guys they, they keep coming back every year right Ben mm-hmm. Smith is always always strong in the games and mm-hmm. Matt I mean Matt Frazier the last few years has been phenomenal he just had a couple mm-hmm. setbacks at a couple mm-hmm. workouts that uh set him back you know for being on top of the podium mm-hmm. um you know Goodmanson mm-hmm. always going to be good yeah I mean those guys are those guys are going to be there again just as hungry as they you know as they were last year so yeah. I mean yeah it's, it's- going to be a tough fight no doubt, no doubt. Is is uh, Rich gonna compete at the team level again this year? What's the word yeah. on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going team again this year. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he, I've been taught. We we chat a lot. and We uh, trade workouts a ton, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he sends me a lot of his stuff. And man, that guy, he's just he's. It's crazy. He went team, but he still trains just as hard. Yeah. Like it would be, it would be awesome if he came back to individual. Yeah, I bet. Now, do you have a training partner? I know Rich does, and a lot of people do. But do you do you train alone, or do you have a partner? I do. I have uh, I have a couple guys that come over just about every day. Okay. Uh, Mason Flynn is uh, is one of my good buddies, and he's been coming over almost every day. He's he's here just about every day, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's actually a reservist in the Navy, and okay. he's a really good. He's actually doing really well too. And this year, so this is his second year competing, and uh, I th- I think he's going to get to regionals this year. He has good. A, good. So he he's been uh, he's doing really well. He he took I want to say worldwide he took like sixth on the last workout in the open, and the one before that he took like. 30th worldwide so good for him yeah he's doing really good and then my, my other buddy uh hank uh hank lopez and so mm-hmm. he comes over every now and then he has a little bit tougher schedule so he doesn't get mm-hmm. here quite as often but he's do- mm-hmm. he's doing well too in the region so and do you train out of your home or do you have a, a yeah box you go to? okay yeah no just kidding. my house i got wow. a i got a three-car garage and so it's all set up as a gym and wow yeah busy, huh? it's it's a nice it's nice it's not too like eat my breakfast and walk outside and I'm there. So it's not a, it's not a rough life. So give us uh, an idea of what your average day looks like. Obviously there's a ton of training in your garage. So what does yeah. your average day look like? Uh, I, w- I wake up, um, probably around like seven ish, mm-hmm. you know, I have my breakfast and my coffee, mm-hmm. um, Around nine o'clock, I'd say I start to move. I start to like loosen up, mm-hmm. uh, get my warm up in, which takes 
20-ish, uh, 20-ish minutes. Yeah. Eh, that's on a fast day. <laughs> right. Um, and then, and then we start, you know, we start doing workouts and we typically get about three to four workouts in prior to one o'clock, hmm. one or two o'clock. And then, uh, and then after that, we'll take a little break, get a little lunch, eat a little food, maybe another, have another coffee. Um, and then I typically will hit another session, uh, two to three workouts in, in the evening. So, <laughs> yeah, so I try to get, I'm trying to get about around five to seven workouts in every day. Right. So, uh, and those are a, a blend of strength and mobility and skill and high intensity watts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I will typically do one to two sessions of, uh, one to two of those workouts are, are just pure strength, just right. slow, slow moving strength workouts, like right, right. either, either only lifting or, or squatting or deadlifting or something like that. Uh -huh. Um, and then, uh, so that's about two of those sessions. Three of those sessions are typically cr like your normal CrossFit workouts. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, your, your Metcons, metabolic mm -hmm. conditioning. Um, and then one workout is typically just pure aerobic base mm -hmm. where it's like either on a rower on a bike or running. It's one mm -hmm. of those three and mm -hmm. you're just, you're either doing intervals or some distance. So, right. right. Yeah. That's my, that's my typical day. That's a lot of volume. What about <laughs> recovery? How often do you, um, schedule an active recovery or just days off? Uh, so right now, because of the open, I'm taking every Thursday is an active recovery day. Right. And so I typically do, I'll only do three, three workouts and they're all. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just cracking up. The no, average no, listener I... is going to be like, what a mutant. I'm yeah, sorry. And... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I look at you and I'm like, that's that. I know I, it sounds like stupid. You're like active recovery and I only do three workouts, but I typically <laughs> don't do like, they're not, um. They're not high volume, you know. Right. They're a little bit lower volume. They're they normally are going to have, a, like a biking or a rowing or running or something in it, and then like some lightweight, maybe lightweight or double under or box jump or, mm -hmm. or body mm -hmm. movement type stuff. Right. Kind of keep the blood flowing throughout right. the day and like clean out the system, but mm -hmm. not, nothing that's going to tax you, you right. know. So, right. um, and make you sore for the next day. And then mm -hmm. so then I'll then I'll do my open workout on Friday morning and then so that, so that I can train still, still pretty hard through the weekend. Right. So I'm not, so I'm not allowing the, the open to kind of like set mm -hmm. me back basically. Right. And I, I kind of tried to set that up to where that's how I, that's how I wanted it this year to where I'm not, I'm not like focusing so much on the open and and, mm -hmm. and getting caught up in it and to where I want to still be able to train for regionals. Right. Yeah. You got to keep your energy high there and your yeah. motivation. What about, um, yoga for, do you ever do any, um, yoga for mental, uh, you know, relaxation and, uh, flexibility and that kind of thing? You know, I, I did for a long time. I, like, mm -hmm. I want to say in my, in my deployment in 2010, I did yoga every, every single day, mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. And it was, it was phenomenal. And, Exactly, like the mental side of it, it just it like clears your mind. Mm -hmm. The breathe, and I really think it helps your breathing. Absolutely, you know, which yeah. which is crazy because you know, you don't think of it as like, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's more of like you know, you're stretching and becoming more mobile. But man, right. the breathing, the breathing technique that yoga teaches you is pretty incredible. Yeah, and that that was the one thing I loved about it. You know, I've gotten away from it a little bit. I still stretch a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just haven't done nearly enough yoga to, or uh, just haven't done much yoga lately. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, but yeah, I man. I loved it when I did it. It's just kind of, it's just trying to kind of find the time for it because it, it is yeah. like, it's another, it's another hour. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got to be time. so specific with your time right now. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I totally agree with that yoga, especially for warriors in combat. That's where, you know, that's where I, I mentioned earlier. That's where I kind of really kind of validated to myself that it's a powerful practice for warriors. 
Oh man, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it when I did it in two in two thousand ten. Yeah. It was like I woke up, I had my coffee, and I would, I would do yoga. And it yeah. was, I did a lot of the uh, the balance. I felt like the balancing stuff really yeah. really helped out a lot. Right. And right. Um, so, yeah. Very cool. So let's talk uh, uh, just a few more minutes. I know you got to get going. It's uh, you probably got another three or four training sessions like I said, <laughs> in front of you. Here. Um, about your mental game, like what are, what strategies do you have to maintain composure and um, you know a positive mindset when you're deep in competition? You know. Yeah, it's it's not like for me. It's not like hard. I don't think. I, I feel like. I feel like I tr- what I really try to do is turn my brain off, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't allow it to like become this distraction in my workouts where I'm thinking too much. Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, you know, your brain can really can really hinder you. You can be sure. like, hey, hey, you can't, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Stop, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> slow down. What's going on here, man? Right. But uh, but if I if I can turn it off, that's when I feel the best. I'd say you're in what some people call like a zone, I guess, right. and uh, you're just not even you don't hear anything. All you're doing is going, and uh, mm-hmm. that's the that's obviously the best the best place you can get to. And if you can get to that. And, and how do you get there? Does it just happen naturally or do you have some strategies breathing? Yeah, or how do you I don't, get there? I don't, you know, I, for me, I, I feel like it's kind of just come naturally. I think it right. becomes to where you know your body so well that you know what you can do. Right. right? And mm-hmm. uh, you've done the workout so many times. You've done the exercises with so many different things. You're like, oh yeah, I can do this. This is mm-hmm. only this. This is only this. I've done this plenty of times. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is fine. This is easy. And then you just go do it. Right. And then um, there's other times, you know, where you're not feeling so great and, uh, you know, you can't get into the zone and you can't shut your brain off. And so you know, some of the things that I've always said for me is just do, a, you know, just do one rep, one rep at a time, right? Because right. a, mm-hmm. a lot of people get caught up in how long these workouts are, or how many reps they have left. And mm-hmm. you can always do one more. And that's what I've always told myself. I can right. always do one more rep, one right. more rep, one more right. rep. And right. then, you know, you just kind of keep chipping away at this. And if you don't look at the long picture, like the big picture of how long it is, you only look at it one rep at a time. It doesn't seem so bad, yeah. and and I think that was what a lot of guys used to get through buds. Yeah, you know, so the micro the goal concept. Yeah, right. Just yeah. just small goals equal big goals, right? right? You know, right. there's like okay, if I got thirty reps, let's just take it five reps at a time and see how we go. See right. how it goes from there. Right. Exactly. And so, um, you know, that that has been a huge thing that I've I've always like I've preached it and I've and I've used it. You know, sure. it's not, uh, in all my workouts, I'm like, okay, just get a couple more up there, a couple mm-hmm. more, two more, mm-hmm. two more, two more, two more. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, I only got, I got three more to go and then you're done. So, mm-hmm. um, that's been a huge help. And, uh, just, you know, just believing in your own abilities, right? Mm-hmm. You, you do the training, right? You train so hard and you, you put in all this work and now it just comes down to this one workout and you get so, you can get so stressed up and so wrapped around the axle mm-hmm. on, on these things. And, and just just trusting in your abilities and and, and how how hard you've trained and knowing that once you go out there and once a three two one goes you're you're gonna do what you do in training right, right. You're, you're gonna go back you're gonna revert back to how hard you've trained and it, it shouldn't be that bad but now it's now it's everyone's looking at you and everyone's watching and everyone right. has these these uh there these outside pressures I guess mm-hmm. that you you can allow it to come seep into your own head mm-hmm. but um if you do, if you don't allow it to become a distraction and just say hey you know I've put in the hard work and now it's time to have fun and go out there mm-hmm. and show show how hard I've worked. Yeah, that's that's always that's always helped me as well. Yeah, I like that. If you train train like you fight, when the fight comes, it's just another day, right? You just yeah, just go do it. Exactly. What about exactly. visualization? Do you have any? Do you visualize your workouts, or do you visualize yourself, you know, standing on the podium at the games or anything? Oh like that? yeah, I do. I do actually. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, I and I used to do this in wrestling too. I used mm-hmm. to like, and it sounds kind of silly, but man, I used to like. 
I used to be like, how am I going to celebrate when I win? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, that, and not cool. like in a pompous, like arrogant way, but mm-hmm. like, how's it going to feel when I, you know, I know that the, the match is over and I'm done and I'm over mm-hmm. and I've won. And like, and you're just like, and it wasn't so much as like being like, I, I just want to be arrogant. It was more like, I, it was giving myself the confidence to know that I could win. Right. And so Absolutely. when you, if, if you can watch yourself win, then it's, man, it's, it's, uh, it, it just, builds the confidence inside you over and over and over again. And that's why I would, I would do that a lot. I would do it every night almost be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is, this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to celebrate if I win, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, I I do use visualization. I think visualizations are amazing. And, and I think that any, any big competitor who Mm -hmm. says that like is going to tell you that they use a visualization, they, they see themselves going out there on the floor and doing whatever it is their respective sports are doing and and they watch it and they play it through their head. Right. You know, I think that's, that's part of the belief. You might call it belief, but, but if you can't, you can't believe something you can't see right, right. in your mind's eye. And so you got to be able to see yourself in the wind, just like a seal has got to be able to see himself winning the mission, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, it's, 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 it, it, it plays, I think, into every aspect of your life, for not sure. just sports or, or, uh, being a, you know, a warrior or, you know, being a dad even, or being, uh, you know, your, whatever job it is that in, you, you do, you know, having, having self-confidence just helps you to, to become better at whatever it is that you are. Right. Right. W- one more question. What strategy or how do you pull yourself up from a, a major screw up? You know what I mean? Like if you just hit an obstacle and it sets you back, how do you recover from that? What, what, what's the, your internal dialogue like and what are your strategies to recover quickly? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say my internal dialogue is, is very good. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm using a lot of positive self-talk. But, uh, Whatever uh, you're doing works though, probably. Yeah, you know, but like, I, you know, and that is one thing I've always been to- told and taught and, and learned through years of you know, just bashing on yourself, right? Being your own worst critic, which I think is a good thing. I think you should be your own worst critic, right? Because a lot of times some people won't tell you, you know, they, they don't want, they don't want to be in, they don't want to get into a confrontation. They don't want to feel uncomfortable or awkward. So they don't want to tell you, you know, if like you need to fix this. Right. And so, uh, you have to be your own worst critic, I think. And, um, and, but not being so hard on yourself to where you can't celebrate, like when you do feel like you did something good. Sure. Um, and you don't have to beat yourself up. You just have to be critical about your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, when I have a setback, you know, I just kind of, I try to pull myself out of the situation and then like really look at it and see what it is, what it is I learned from it. Right. right. Like what, what did, what did you learn? You know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, you had a setback. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, something didn't go your way. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Now let's learn from it and, and figure out exactly what it is that you need to do to fix it to where it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right. Because right. that's, that's the goal is not to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. Right. So, Absolutely. So, you know, and I think that's, that's really how I try to look at it. And I try to like last year, you know, not making it to the games was very humbling. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like, I was like, okay, what, what was I doing? Okay. I was really distracted. Mm-hmm. I was really distracted with a lot of things and I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't take my training seriously. And there was times where I could have been in the gym and I was like, I was, I, I was like, ah, I don't need to go in the gym. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and humbling yourself and, and just being like, no, that's not how it is. Like you need to go harder than what you think you need to go. Right. Right. So, you know, that, that's, that's, that's basically how I try to ha- handle my setbacks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That sound like good strategies, you know, find the silver lining, find the lesson. That's awesome. Right. You know, um, I would love to have you come up and be kind of part of the cadre at a Kokoro camp, maybe after, uh, after the games are over. 
Oh, you, man. you would really enjoy it. I mean, we, the, the team guys we have are just, you know, world class and they're all really into developing athletes and warriors and, you know, people from all walks of life. And I think you would love it. You know, the strategies that you talked about that you employ in your, in sport and life are like right in alignment, almost like lock, stock and barrel with what we teach these guys. That's so, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Let's, we'll keep that line of communication open. Consider that an open invite. I know you got to stay focused and everything and you're going to, um, you're going to do great and, um, uh, good luck, you know, appreciate it. Thank you very good much. Luck. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be watching. We'll be rooting you on and, yeah. uh, consider you a teammate. So I hope you stand on the podium and just, just crush it. You know what I mean? Hey, I think, hey, thank you so much for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, Josh. Um, yeah. let us know if there's anything we can do to help out. We'll be, uh, like I said, we'll be watching, we'll be rooting for you. And, um, and I'm sure your family will be, uh, Behind you every step of the way. <laughs> yeah. When we got on the yeah. phone, I heard your kids running around. They're probably wondering what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good. We're gonna go get a basketball hoop. They've been they get into oh, basketball. Cool. They're getting into basketball, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys play basketball. But remember, we're not a tall family. <laughs> 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 but uh, cool. no, no, they're, they're, it's, it's fun. It's fun being a dad. Yeah, it is. So. Awesome, Josh. All right, great talking to uh, you, buddy. You too, Mark. Thanks. Take for care. Having. All right, folks, you heard it. Josh Bridges, fantastic. What a neat guy, man. Wow. Um, it's just going to be really fun after that watching, um, watching him compete and, um, knowing that there's someone of real substance kind of behind the athlete. So real cool. Anyways, uh, as usual, train hard, stay focused, uh, have a lot of fun and we'll talk to you next time on the Unbeatable Mind podcast. See y'all. Sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen. 